Don't let other people who have never played the game tell you how to play the game. Welcome to the Perry Noble Leadership Podcast, where we talk about how you and your organization can take your next step in your leadership journey. Let's get to it. Well, welcome to the Perry Noble Leadership Podcast, where we believe that your leadership can and should grow. And as your leadership grows, it absolutely makes a difference in everything you lead and everyone you lead. Today, we're talking about an idea um, that I developed a couple years ago, and I've been sitting, I've talked about it a couple times at a couple different places, but I really wanted to do a podcast on the subject, Ideas Are Crap, It's Execution That Matters. Yes, I'll say that again. Ideas are crap, it's execution that matters. I remember the first time I heard about this thing called Uber, and I thought, Uber was, a, I was like, that's ridiculous. We were in uh, Chicago with some friends. I was in Chicago with some friends. And they were like, let's just Uber a car. And I was like, oh, I've heard of that. That's, that's the dumbest thing. Um, let's just grab a taxi. Because that's the way it had always been done, right? Just taxis in big cities. And then I had my first Uber experience. And I remember afterwards thinking, we don't really know who the person was that thought about Uber the first time. We don't know who it was. We just know who did it. I'm quite sure the guy that did it wasn't the first guy or you know a person that thought about it. We just know the person that executed the idea. Same thing with Amazon. I remember riding down the road in the 1990s listening to a um, radio commercial about an online bookstore called Amazon. And I thought, dumbest idea I ever heard. It'll never work. Who's, who's going to buy books online when you can go down and buy them for, um, uh, when you go buy, buy overpriced books down the street at the bookstore. But now, um, Amazon, good gosh, if you think about it, Amazon can deliver it. And the the thought behind that is, who, who was the first person that thought about a concept like Amazon? We don't know. We don't know. But we know that Jeff Bezos is the, is the guy that actually pulled it off. It, was, it wasn't just the idea. It was the execution. And we, and we could go on and on and on about ideas and concepts. But the people that have the idea, in the Bible, in the Bible, we can go to the Bible. Um, it wasn't ideas that changed thing, it was the execution of those ideas. For example, Noah had a vision of building the ark. And while vision is essential in leadership, if vision and execution don't hold hands, everything eventually falls apart. There, there, there's got to be a vision. But if Noah had had a vision and not actually built the ark, it would have led to destruction. David, I'm quite sure, wasn't the first person that thought about fighting Goliath. We just know him as the person that actually did it. Nehemiah wasn't the first person that thought about rebuilding the wall. We just know that Nehemiah 
is the person that did it. Now, basically, when it comes down to not executing, there are two main reasons why I believe leaders do not execute. And I don't get this list from um, something I found on the internet. It's a list. There's only two things. And this has been the, these have been the two things that usually hold me back from executing on what I believe that God has placed in my heart. Because at the end of the day, if you don't get anything out of this podcast as a leader, I want you to get this. I had to clear my throat. You can do exactly what God has called you to. I'll say it again. You can do exactly what God has called you to. I, I hope and pray that that will give you the confidence. But here's the two reasons. Here's the two things that have held me back in the past from execution. Number one, fear. Fear. Because anytime we execute as a leader, we don't have all the information. Um, you'll never have all the information you need in order to make a decision. Sometimes we got 30% or 40% of the information. And sometimes I'll get in my own head and think about, well, what if this doesn't work? Or what if this doesn't happen? Or what if this goes this way? And we can literally invent scenarios that would not happen in a million years because we let our minds run wild. Um, and for me, the thing that helps me with fear is perspective. Now, I don't know how old you are right now, um, but I'm 48 years old at the time of the, at the time I'm recording this podcast. I'm 48. My mother passed away when she was 49, um, and it happened real fast. Cancer, and nobody saw it coming, and it was like one of those things that was like, oh my gosh. And ever since that time. I've realized life is short. We really do only have one shot at life. And if I'm going to go through life, um, if I'm going to make mistakes, I would rather make aggressive mistakes than passive mistakes. And I, you know, the result, the the real, the reality is this: I don't know how much longer I have on this planet, and I'm not being fatalistic. I'm just telling you, I don't know how much longer I've got. So instead of letting fear of the future hold me back i'm going at it with like the eminem mindset we got one shot lose yourself in the music okay that's a little old school anyway so fear is one of the reasons that i haven't executed the second reason i haven't um that's held me back from executing is other people other people now sometimes we get the right people around us and they'll encourage us and inspire us but so many times when you have a vision as to what you want to do, we let other people talk us out of it. Now, listen, I'm not against listening to other people. In fact, we are called as leaders to lean in to the other people that God has placed around us. But one of the things I learned a long time ago is this. Don't let other people who have never played the game tell you how to play the game. I'll say it again. Don't let other people who have never played the game tell you how to play the game. It's fascinating. I'm a Clemson fan, a Clemson football fan, and I've seen Dabo Sweeney um, 
the way he coaches. I've heard some of his pregame speeches. They're so incredible. They made me want to hit somebody. Um, I've heard the way he encourages his his players. But and Dabo, I've seen him lean in to the coaches that serve with him. I mean, as offensive coordinators, as defensive coordinators, he's always listening, taking in. But how crazy would it be for somebody to go to Dabo and say, hey, um, I've never played football, but I play a lot of football on my PlayStation. And I've, I've developed some concepts and ideas based on some simulation that I think you need to listen to. How insane... If Dabo took that dude's advice over his coach's advice, there's one word that would describe him. Unemployed, right? We, but so many times, we won't make decisions because we're so scared of what other people are going to say, especially <clears throat> in this age of social media. Um, I, for me, I, I wish I could say I had these two things down like I had fear conquered and I had what other people thought conquered but in actuality these are two struggles that I deal with on a daily basis just like every leader does and we have to continue continually navigate past those insecurities um for example I'll walk you through how I launched uh second chance church the church that I'm pastoring and leading right now I wish I could say it was my idea, it was my brainchild that, that God gave it to me in a vision, and the next day I got up and did it, but that's not how it happened. In the spring of 2017, I was in the UK um, speaking at a church, and a really good friend of mine over there, and I began a conversation, and he said, I've been, you know, I've been praying about you in particular. He said, do you think you'll ever pastor again? And I said, well, it's my hope and prayer that I do get a pastor again. And he said, well, this is what I think. I think that if you ever launch another church, you need to launch it online only. Like, don't look for a building. Don't look for staff. Don't just, just launch an online church service. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. When I first heard this idea, I personally thought, it was ridiculous. I didn't tell him that. I, I was like, wow, I'll pray about that because that's what we say in the Christian community when, when we don't want to do something. Um, yeah, I'll pray about that. So I, uh, but, but what's funny is the Lord would not let that conversation go. I mean, it kept replaying over and over and over in my mind. I had so many what-if questions. But finally in July of 2017, I took a next step in my leadership journey and filed the paperwork um, to start Second Chance Church. Still had no idea when I was going to do it, how I was going to do it. I just knew that this was my my next step, and I wanted to get it get legal, like with the government and stuff like that. So anyway, I went back over to the UK that November to do some more um, some ministry work. And who was the person that came and picked me up at the airport? Yes, Mr. You Should Start an Internet Campus. You're, I mean, he was there. And for two hours, we talked about it. And the more he talked about it with me, the more I really felt like, you know what? This is the right decision. I leaned into a couple people that I really trusted at the time. And 
they were they were like, yeah, let's let's do it. And at the end of the day, <laughs> at the end of the day, I I finally adapted a phrase that Richard Branson I read about in one of his books where he he said sometimes he just says screw it, let's do it. And so on December in December of 2017, I launched on Facebook Live. Um, I had an iPhone Seven. Facebook Live, that platform is free, and I did my first internet message not knowing if it would work, and it, and it did. It caught on, and so over the next year or so, um, I would do messages on Sunday online only. Eventually, I invited a group of about 12 to 15 people, and they began to sit in the recordings, and I didn't know how long that that was going to go on until some some uh, facility space opened up for us. And someone reached out to me and said, I want to make you aware of this facility space. And we went in and looked at it. It was 10,000 square feet. And we had an architect go in and we, we, we discovered that we could have about, you know, an auditorium that sat about 250, 300 people, which for me was phenomenal considering I never even thought I would be in ministry again. But I knew in order to do it, um, it, it, it's only money, right? You only got to pay for it. So we needed to raise $250,000. And so once again, it, that was my idea, but then we had to execute. And the way we did it is I just went before the internet congregation, if you will, and just said, this is what we want to do. This is what we need. And we're not going to do it until we get what we need. And I'm going to be real honest. My faith wasn't really strong. I didn't think we would do it. But sure enough, um, we raised over $250,000 and were able to go in and remodel this space, cash flow the whole thing. And at the, we launched our physical location in January of this year, 2019. And right now we're in three services. We're averaging about 800 to 900 people every week. And listen, it's not because I'm so brilliant. I promise you I'm not. And it's not because I'm so godly because I promise you I'm not. It's because at the end of the day, I had an idea and I was willing to pull the trigger and execute that idea because I've been teaching and now I have to start living that ideas are crap. It's execution that matters. So with that in mind, let me leave you with two questions off today's podcast. Number one, what is the one thing you know you need to do as a leader, but you've been afraid to bring it up, like with your leadership team or with your staff or whatever. What's the one thing? I mean, it's that thing you can't get out of your mind and you know you need to bring it up, but, but you just haven't. And number two, question number two, when are you going to bring it up? Because at the end of the day, life is too short and eternity is too long for us to think about really great ideas and as leaders not have the courage to execute. Because at the end of the day, once again, you can do exactly what God has called you to. Thank you for listening to the Perry Noble Leadership Podcast. We hope you had a blast spending time with us. For more thoughts on leadership, visit Perry's blog at perrynoble.com.